Hello, and welcome to the Daily Action Podcast, where we scour the sports universe and make picks on the most interesting events of the day. It is Thursday, the 5th of November, uh, episode 53. We're coming off a Wednesday night of first-of-the-year Maction. Um, that's Mac football action for, for the listeners at home. And tonight, we are staring down what could be a very one-sided Thursday night football game. Alex, let's start with Maction. How'd you do? Maction was exciting. So, I mean, I had two plays. I said uh, Kent State minus four and a half. I actually waited until kickoff and got them at minus four, which uh, ended up being, you know, the right move because they ended up winning by four. So, you know, a push there to start the start the night. And then over in the Buffalo game, I said this Buffalo team, you know, would be one of the best teams in the MAC this year. If not the best, I think they have an opportunity to run the table in the MAC. And they, you know, they started off strong last night, and they they just destroyed uh, the team they played. I th- who, I'm drawing a blank. Who, do you remember who they played last night? Yeah, they played. Um, oh God, uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. I was watching the game for an extended period of time. So did I. I watched Northern Illinois. Yes, Northern Illinois. Yeah, I don't know why I was drawing a blank there, but yeah, they they end up. Uh, I mean, the score was closer than it actually was. They ended up winning forty nine to thirty. I took them minus fourteen. I know you took them live at minus twelve. I mean, there was one point though, three straight defensive touchdowns, which was just very impressive. Obviously, that helps when you have such a big spread. You know, I said first quarter, second quarter could be close. It was twenty one sixteen at halftime, and then. Buffalo scored 21 in the third to Northern Illinois zero, and that was just enough to, for us to cover. So keep an eye on this Buffalo team. Some of the things I said, you know, they're, they're, they have a lot of leaders on that team, a lot of older players. Their offense is good. Their defense is solid. They're a good team. So, you know, happy to be 1-0 with the push yesterday. And how would you do? So, like I like I said, I was waiting for for live picks only, and and I was following Buffalo, and I was watching that game, and I was like, all right, they're going to win. I got them at 12 and a half. One of the big question marks for me, though, in going into that next game is how big is that spread going to be? Because if you look at the amount of points that they won by, right, winning by whatever it was at the end of the day, 19 or something like that, um, three defensive touchdowns, two fumble recoveries run for touchdowns, one interception run for a touchdown. Uh, that's a lot of defensive points. And the difference between those, right, if one of those is a 14-point flip, right, and the other two don't happen – it's hard to say, but like, I, I'm I'm gonna watch them again next week, and I'm going to see how they look, and I'll I'll, I'll make the live play again. Um, they could be great, and they maybe just didn't need to put the foot on the gas on the offensive side so much because of those touchdowns. But we didn't learn as much because of those three defensive touchdowns. So that was my only take. But that was the only play I made last night. Nice, you know. And next week they have a matchup with Miami of Ohio, and Miami of Ohio won yesterday, thirty-eight, thirty-one. So. Two one and zero teams could be, you know, I I could pr- probably see a minus six and a half, seven and a half spread. So we'll see what happens next week, but that should be a that should definitely be a fun game in the MAC. Yes. So let's take a look at tonight Thursday night football. Um, a very different 49ers team, a very different 49ers team. So this is a 49ers team without Garoppolo, and this is a 49ers team uh, without Kittle. And I'm not sure which one is more high impact. To be honest with you. Um, the the Packers had a very um, a bad loss last weekend at Lambeau, right? And part of it was because Dalvin Cook just dialed it up. What do you have, three or four touchdowns? I know he at least had three. 
I think yeah, four. four. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this, I mean, if I was making a pick going into this game, I would be looking at the Green Bay Packers over. That's the play I would be making. Now, again, like I said, my November rule is I'm only making live picks. Um, but I've got, honestly, as a live, as a, as a person making a live pick, I want nothing more than San Francisco to march down the field and get a field goal in the first drive. I want nothing more than that because the line moves from seven and a half to six and a half, five and a half. Um, I'm all over it. Green Bay wins. Green Bay either wins by seven or they win by 17. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see a world where they lose this football game. I agree with you. I mean, I'll get into a little bit. What What is the line that you said that you're seeing? I'm seeing seven and a half. Okay, so I actually have it at six and a half, and I like the six and a half a lot. So I am going to take the Packers, you know, pregame six and a half. And like you said, if they do, San Francisco comes down, scores a touchdown, a field goal, absolutely taking Green Bay, no questions about it. And, you know, the game is in Levi Stadiums in San Francisco. The weather won't be a factor. It's not going to be snowing up there in Lambeau. And, you know, looking at some injuries, yes, Green Bay has some, you know, key injuries. Christian Kirksey's out. Alan Lazar is questionable. One of their starting cornerbacks is questionable. Aaron Jones, this is what it's going to come down to. Aaron Jones, if he plays, this won't be a game. If he doesn't play, it could be a little closer than expected because Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon, their other two running backs are out, and it looks like, you know, Jones is trending on the other side, you know, closer to not playing. So that means Dexter Williams. No one knows Dexter Williams, but it looks like he's in line for his first career start today for the Packers. But, yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams are going to be too much for this green uh, for the San Francisco team. And, you know, I am going to take, I, like I said, the Green Bay Packers minus six and a half. I will take them probably live a few times. Looking at some prop bets, I do have one player prop that I absolutely love, and it is Devonta Adams receiving yards over 79 and a half at minus 118. He's averaging 104 receiving yards per game this season. And has not been targeted fewer than 10 times, has only been targeted fewer than 10 times in one contest. So this guy gets so many looks from Aaron Rodgers. He will catch the ball, you know, guaranteed probably six, seven, eight times tonight. So even, you know, an alternate line of his total catches could be a smart play if you're looking to uh, get a little fancy with some bets. But I do like him over 79 and a half yards. I do like uh, Jermichael Hasty, the rookie running back for San Francisco, to get in the end zone. Not great value, but plus 110. Someone's going to need to touch the ball there. And I think they're going to have a lot of running plays early. A lot of screen passes try to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. So I like him to get in the end zone. I like their starting tight end tonight to get in the end zone, Ross Dwelly at plus 190. Packers are not great against tight end. And then a little bit of a long shot, but he's been in the end zone a few times tonight. The Packers back up tight end, but does play a lot in the red zone. Jace Sternberger at plus 300. I think he has three or four touchdowns on the year. And I like him to get in the end zone tonight. So those are my, you know, I think I was, what, four four or five plays in the game tonight. I think it could be a fun one to start. But then, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to be too much. Yep. Uh, I, I That's awesome. I love those player props. I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on it. Um, again, I'm going to watch that that first couple drives, and I'm just going to make a call because I think it'll be pretty clear which direction that game's going. Uh, the last Green Bay game, if you were watching that one, it was pretty clear which direction that was game that game was going. And the same thing with pretty much any 49ers game up until this point. Um, if you want a little bit more action tonight, keep an eye on that Nevada-Utah State game. Nevada should win by a zillion. Um, but 
again, keep an eye on it, right? I'm going to open it up and I'm going to, I'm going to watch a little bit. Um, Utah state, they're 0-2. They got whooped by both Boise state and San Diego state. Nevada is 2-0, one overtime game in Wyoming, and then one pretty convincing win um, against UNLV. It looks like they're they're just kind of getting their their pace. Um, they scored 37 points in both of those games, and you know against a, a Utah State team that has allowed on average 40 points a game, um, they could put up a real big number. And I don't know that Utah State scores more than 14. So I'm going to watch the first quarter of that game and then probably make a call pretty early there. Um, but if Nevada is off to the races and Utah can't get their head out of their ass, that's probably a good play. Right. And I was actually looking – funny you mentioned that because I was looking at that game a little bit earlier. And, you know, a few things I was looking at is Utah State has scored 20 points total through both games so far. They played, you know, Boise State in game one, lost 42-13. And then the very average San Diego State team lost 38-7. to And, I mean, Nevada's look good. Their quarterback, Carson Strong, is a fun player. 76% uh, – you know, complete 76% of his passes, 770 yards and six touchdowns so far. And then, again, the Aggies, Utah State, they are 102nd in the nation in total offense and scoring. Very bad. So, I mean, this, this is pointing all signs Nevada. And, again, you know, if Utah State comes down and scores early, take Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably even taking pregame, but yeah, let's 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 see what happens there. Yeah, this is one that I would be making pregame, but I'm staying disciplined, so I'm going to keep a, a quick eye on it um, and, and see what happens. Just to give a little bit of insight into how that's going for me. Last night, I was bullish, bullish, bullish on OU minus two and a half, Ohio University minus two and a half. Didn't touch it. Turned the game on. Watched that first drive. Saw Central Michigan throwing the ball deep. Guys were kind of open. They scored in their first drive. I didn't make a play on it. They won by three. Um, so right off the bat, just like I went into that game thinking, oh, you had it in the bag. I also saw the under as a gimme uh, in that game, and it ended up covering the over by a point. So, so far, I probably saved myself a little uh, I saved myself a little change because instead I flipped that pick into a Buffalo pick at halftime. Twelve and a half, and they covered. Nice, you know. Well, it's November fifth, so we'll, we'll, we got to stick with that trend a little longer. Yeah, so, it's going to be really hard. Like not taking Green Bay pregame tonight, knowing that they could get the ball marched down, and all of a sudden that line could go to fifteen, like immediately, is um, that's a tough one for me. But we'll see. Yeah, we, we will see. <laughs> all right. Well, enjoy the game tonight. I mean, it's San Francisco, Green Bay on a Thursday night, and it's a distraction from the other thing everybody's talking about. So Exactly. Oh, better well. than watching the Jets. So <laughs> Everything's better than watching the Jets. All right. Um, have a good night. Enjoy. Yep. See you later.